Why? My brother was all that I had. That kid meant everything to me, and now he's gone. October. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm so sorry. You probably thought that we'd play Staying Alive, didn't you? episode stay alive hey guys welcome back to the blood and black rum podcast i'm ryan from the moonsdeadworld.net and i'm joined here with my co-host and partner martin how's it going and uh today we are taking on something that we had talked about a little bit uh a little while ago like a couple episodes ago i think you had mentioned uh before we even did the gene wilder week we kind of like cut in um and changed our minds on that one. I think you mentioned it in an episode, like two episodes ago, maybe. I don't think I did. I no? I think it's just something that I kind something of... that we came up with. Um, but uh, we're on episode thirty-six, and we're taking on "Stay Alive," the um, classic. The, yeah, the classic two thousand six slasher film, uh, which is basically based on a, uh, uh, you know, like classic video games of the time. Uh, it, it seems like someone was influenced by video games like Resident Evil. That's putting it loosely. Yeah, too. yeah. Lo- loosely as in, what do you mean? Like like uh, uh, like influenced by those games or, or even that they that Stay Alive is really reminiscent of the game at all? I'd say neither because yeah. uh, it fails. Yeah, what, it does. As I say, one of the reasons why I thought of this film for us to do is because we we did an episode, the only episode we've done so far on a video game, just t- kind of talking about because we're both gamers too, is uh, Fallout 4. Yep. And I was kind of thinking about this film because I was just thinking of like, man, like about like, just like the overall portrayal of like people who play video games and media. Yeah. It's pretty negative. Ne- if- never, ne- Never anything in a glowing light which is funny because video games are pretty popular especially now yeah big very very big and like acceptable like like everybody plays we're talking about fallout 4 they came out with the nuka-cola and i still have no none of the dlc interests me it looks like but like for that crap bethesda just looks like they cashed it in well i mean i was just saying like you know yeah they came out with new that was nuka world mm-hmm. and um you know they just came out with that um you know, Target had their exclusive uh, of the um, Nuka-Cola and Nuka-Cola Quantum. And they, those sold out around us in, like, a matter... It had to have been minutes because you went on the day they came out and none available. Mm-hmm. My dad looked around, none available. Apparently, they had, like, two two cases, but still, 
someone went out there and bought them immediately. It's a big thing. Video games are a big thing. And yeah, the way that most mainstream media portrays video gamers is is not really in a positive light. Uh, the most recent one that I can think of is um, Cabin Fever, the remake of Eli Roth's film. Uh, they so, just, wait, they remade Cabin Yeah, they Fe- remade Cabin Fever. Already? Yes. The film's so, been out for less than lately. With Eli Roth's blessing and with basically the same script. Literally the same script. So only, they reused the same so script. So it only took 10 years for them to decide. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the original Cabin Fever, but I remember you... I, I do, I do want, like the original Cabin Fever. I do Fever. want to see it because I remember you always saying it's actually a pretty good film. I do like Cabin Fever, yeah. But so the I, remake is terrible. I imagine, but at the same time, literally like 10 years? Yeah. That's, that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah, it's like that's like saying we're gonna remake Stay Alive, two thousand six. It's been ten years. almost eleven years. Let's do it. Let's remake it. I mean, probably in this case, it's warranted. Well, you can't you can't, can't get any worse, can you? Hopefully, graph video game graphics have expanded to the point where they don't have to rely on what Stay Alive has, which is basically like Dreamcast era. No, even like I said, Saturn. It's got like it looks Sega like a Saturn. It era, looks like it looks like a Sega Saturn. Nintendo sixty four blocky textures. <laughs> um, we'll get into that a little bit, but yeah. So, so Cabin Fever, the remake in the original, uh, one of the characters is is not a, a video gamer. That's new added to the. Uh, to the remake, like I said, they basically used the same script, but they added certain character traits to it to make it more, more modern. modern. And one of them basically is a video gamer. So obviously he's a video gamer who's also a huge nerd, who's also a huge asshole, who's also obsessed with guns because, you know, he plays Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So of course he's obsessed with guns as well. Well, that'd be you. You love your Call of Duty. I lo- Yeah. Do you- I, lo- I love guns too, right? Well, you, you as I say, you, you play... You're that asshole that buys every Call of Duty every year and gets, yeah. spends then 60 bucks on the season pass or whatever. That's true, I do. That's because me and my wife really enjoy playing it together. So not really a hardcore, you know, Call of Duty gamer, but I do play it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so in Cabin Fever, that's pretty much a negative light of how that character is portrayed. You know, he's he's a dork, huge dork. But in reality, there are tons of people who play video games all the time that really are not dorks. They live a normal life. They go to work. You know, they work 40 hours a week. They come home. They play some video games. And they kind of escape from reality of having a shitty family or having (laughs) kids or something like that. You know, that's how they escape from reality. So stay alive is all about escaping from reality. In the worst way possible. (laughs) Like, literally, in this... Even in 2006, no one would have been running out to the store being like, I gotta get this game. Stay alive. It looks amazing. If anything, they would be like, this looks like Resident Evil back in the 90s. I want to play it for nostalgia value. Like, it doesn't look very good now. Well, well, not not even. Well, well, not even, because... The movie came out in 2006, had to have been made in 2005. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4 came out like two years before that on the GameCube. Yeah, and actually so Resident and, Evil 4... And Resident Evil 4 is considered the best was one. Probably a, was, it was, yeah, was one of the best games for those systems at the time. GameCube, PS2. Um, so, yeah. I mean, this looks like not like Resident Evil 4. This looks like... Resident Evil 1. Like, the <laughs> graphics on, on Stay Alive are so blocky, so, you know, textured. 
it it looks Minecraft could do this really. But that see, Minecraft's going for that exactly. Make, but makes, I mean, the retro, I'm saying like somebody could no. could be in Minecraft and be like, I want to make the whole set of Stay Alive. <laughs> Because people do that. They make no, I the know. whole Game of Thrones kingdom. Or like the USS Enterprise. There's yeah, got to be someone out there who loves Stay Alive so much they're going to make the Stay Alive set. Like the, I'm going to make the 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 uh, ranch, the plantation. Well, well like I said, that to me, to me it reminds me a lot of like, uh, you know, uh, the Saturn games D and Enemy Zero. Because it's very like Sega Saturn-y. And the way, the way the gameplay is just kind of portrayed throughout the movie is just... Like like you just set, like you just set the controller down. The game plays itself basically. That's what it reminds me of. So it's like enemy, like it's like D or Enemy Zero, where it's like I don't really do much. You just you know, kind of click along, and then like if you get to a certain point, like, oh here's a here's a story element, right? You know, um, but I yeah, I mean it. It's not it's not good graphics for Stay Alive at all, and it's not impressive. <laughs> For even at that time, those those standards of graphics, not impressive at all. The, so what the the film has going for it, the video game aspect of wow, you know, most films don't really take video game games into consideration. They don't, you know, besides a certain few like House of the Dead. Um, well, that, that doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that's House a, of the Dead was a that's a was also a very terrible video game film. Um, but you had like House of the Dead in 2003, um, you had, uh, The Rock in the Doom, uh, video game adaptation in 2005, um, which did include a few first person elements, I think, in that, I, I actually did not see that game, that film, because I I was pretty, pretty traumatized that they were even going to do that. Um, and do we have, is there any more, I mean... There were adaptations of films. You had Blood Rain. Um, There's a book. That's another, you know, another, well, Uva Bowl. Uva yeah. Bowl does. Blood Rain was actually in 2006 as well. Alone um, in the Dark. Alone in the Dark as well. Yep, that was another one. Postal. So, so we're talking about a time I mean, period I was, where. I was saying, those are all like Uva, those are all Uva Bowl yeah. films. But I mean, there are video game that I mean, and they're. They're all bad for the most part. To me, the only good video game like adapted film I've ever seen is Mortal Kombat. Right, and that's like kind, of, and that's like, and that's, and I mean, we have the Resident a, Evil franchise that did, did. I, I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't consider them good films, but they it did. I guess you could say succeed because it did spawn a bunch of shitty sequels. So, you know. Well, at least it, there's that. Well, there's, the but, pro- there's the promise of tits. Well, but again, <laughs> those movies, those, yeah, those movies come with the promise of like you're gonna see her tits at least once but in this film. At the same time, though, Resident Evil the film has very little to do specifically with the game itself, too. Well, yeah. I mean, they're very loosely linked at all. I mean, basically, Resident Evil has zombies in it, like the game, and that's about it. Well, that makes me wonder, like, how much because, like, uh, coming out. Uh, this year's the Assassin's Creed movie. Mm-hmm. How well, much will it be linked to the actual video game? Which one? I don't care. I only I've only played the first two Assassin's Creed's game. I played the first one when it came out. And I played two when it became free on Xbox 360 for like a month when they're doing like their free uh, month. And those games are f- I they're fun to a certain point, and then they get so repetitive and monotonous they're boring as hell. Yeah, that's why I never play anything they become else. Become the same because our our friend buys them each year, and he's like. And I'm like, you know, it's gonna be the same shit. You know, it's gonna be. Th-. And he's like, 
Yeah, and he plays it. And he's like, yeah, it was, it was the same. It was the same. The only, I, the only other one I wanted to play was Assassin's Creed 3, because Johnstown's in it. Johnstown is in it. It's which a is, local local place near us. Yeah. So, so it just for a little bit, but... Which it was, uh, which our friend said wasn't historically accurate at all. There's like well, a cliff overhanging like a la- like, <laughs> like a river. Where, where is that? Where, that's where Sir William Johnson's house is supposed to be. Oh, and, it's, yeah. and, and it's on like a cliff overhanging. It's like so no one did any research. It's like the it's, area. like it's like oh, there's no there's no cliff there's no cliffs in yeah. Fulton County. No, <laughs> none at all. Um, all right, let's take a break before we get into the actual meat of the film itself. Let's talk. We we have a, a lot to talk about about new beers that we've tried, new new drinks that we've tried. Um, and we did get a review on iTunes about how drunkenly rummy fun we are. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Was it like a five star? It was a five star review. Oh, we're up to seven reviews now on iTunes. Oh, <laughs> so I just plug that. Like, hey, we're up. <laughs> And if you uh, care to review us as well, please head on over to our iTunes site and review us because that always helps us get noticed. So a little plug for that before our administrative plugs at the end of the episode. But yeah, where you're going to Tim and Eric's Tim and Eric tangent. Spiel. Well, because on Facebook, why don't you try us on Twitter? Why don't you try us on Facebook? Uh, anyway, uh, so what did what did you bring tonight? Because you were really excited about what, what you brought tonight. I was because... Um, I saw that I went. I was at the local grocery store the other day, yesterday, and this is a totally new beer. Haven't seen around here at all, and it's from a beer we reviewed. Uh, excuse many me, many times, different, you know, yeah, same, same, uh, yeah, same maker, same brewer, same brewer um, Saranac, which we local uh, upstate New York brewer from Utica. Been there, I have it. Fun times, I imagine. Very nice, uh, old fashioned feel to it. Yeah. Um, but I saw something new from them that which I hadn't seen before, and there was only one six pack of it left, and so I literally, fe- I did literally feel compelled, like I gotta fucking get it. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to spend the money on this, but I'm like, I, I gotta get it because who, yeah. who knows when this will, uh, you know, I'll, if I'll ever see it again. And at that time, you hadn't done any research on it. No, I did. I just saw it. And I was like, I had to get it. And it's their cold brew coffee lager. It's got to be relatively new. I have not seen it. At all, it wasn't when I even. When I, I was imagine at the, it had to have been released this like, like literally for the fall season because yeah. I, I don't think you would introduce a coffee a cold brew coffee lager for the summer. Like, hey guys, you know, you know, I mean, even though that kind of would make sense in a little bit because it's, it's supposed to be cold brew coffee. Yeah, I mean, even still, that you know, that's I just still, kind I of mean, a stretch. It wasn't at the brewery when I was there. They didn't have it on tap or anything like that. They didn't make any mention of it. Didn't see any cans there. I've got to imagine that it's it's very new. But um, I got a six pack of it for uh twelve nine uh twelve ninety nine, which to be fair is expensive for this area because generally Saranac is like your normal price like ten ninety nine or nine ninety nine for yeah, a six pack for six or like fifteen for a twelve pack. So a twelve ninety nine six pack is pretty expensive. I mean yeah. that's that's like not the norm for their beer around here. But I will say it is actually it is this is very good. I like this a lot. Um, I'm actually surprised how much of a coffee taste it has to it. I thought because it's a amber style lager, so like more like a, a Yingling. If it's like the closest, I mean I'm not saying it tastes like a Yingling. But a Yingling's an amber lager. It's like the first amber lager that kind of comes to my mind when I think of an amber lager. Um, but it's an amber lager with coffee, ta- uh, coffee notes and tastes to it. And it's 
does have a nice lager body, so it's very drinkable. Very, it is, yeah, it's very light. Very light, but it's very it's easy and malty, but at the same time, you do get a very, as, as you said, espresso. It's Yeah, it's mostly espresso. Like, if you've ever eaten an espresso bean before... like Or, like you know, just like a chocolate-covered coffee bean. Yeah, or... chocolate-covered espresso bean. It is, like, very, very similar to that, like, sort of taste. And to the point where I almost, like, imagine myself having a bunch of, like, the the coffee grounds within this because it, it does mm. taste so much like coffee. And I said, and which, which I didn't think I, I honestly thought it'd be like an amber lager, but mm. then like a very, very mild coffee, coffee taste, taste like, like, like when you see like certain IPAs, like, Oh, it's got this. And it's like, Oh, it's an IPA. But then you get that like slight hint of that, like yeah. to add onto it. But this is vi- the, the espresso coffee taste is oh, yeah. very strong. Oh, yeah. In this. Very, very strong. But it's also very refreshing too. So yeah. And, and I was, you know, I'm very surprised by it, but also I really do like that. It's a, uh, an amber lager because I think that anything else would be too overpowering within like it'd be too overpowering for your taste buds. You'd be getting all that coffee espresso flavor, but then you'd also be getting like a heavy malt or a heavy hop presence. And that would be too much with the amber lager. It's like the, just the right balance between mm. the, between the two. And, and the espresso is not like overpowering either. Like it's just a very pleasant espresso like, taste. Yeah. To it. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised to learn because I looked it up um, that this is now a year-round it's beer. It's gonna become it's, a year-round. It's a yeah. co- it's a core beer like their pale ale and their Adirondack Lager and their Legacy IPA. So, I which Grant, I don't know how long it's gonna last because after the White IPA came out, like when we first tried that, and it was so good, and they had that for the winter, it became a core beer for a year, and then they got rid of it. Cause it probably didn't sell well enough. So I'm yep. I'm curious how this will do. If this is going to stick around as a core beer, or if it's going to be here for like a year, and then they're like, that's ain't selling. But I, I do like it a lot. I would get it more often. I, I do kind of think, though, the kind of twelve ninety nine for a six-pack is... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's it's quite a bit, but, you know, I think that at least trying it was worth it. You know, it was... It was... Oh, definitely. I, 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 like I said, I do like it a lot, and I... I, I definitely will get it again. It's just like a matter of like I gotta. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, it's not an everyday thing, but it, uh, it's a nice little treat. So yeah, I would I would definitely recommend it. A refreshing dessert beer. Um, I had a few things over the weekend as well. Um, uh, well, actually, I should talk first. You got um a Narragansett uh lager lager, which is a what was a twelve pack? Yep. Uh, and it's actually the nineteen seventy five cans. Yeah, that's what they're packaging right so now. So they're, they're coming out with like their classic 1975 cans, which it, they I think they look they look really cool. Yeah, no, I I love the classic look. I like the fact I I like like as we talked about Jenny before several times on this podcast. I love the vintage look of like Jenny cans. I almost wish they could kind of go back to what they had before they went back to the vintage look for Jenny. They they also have like the 80s look. It looks kind of like cornier, yeah. but at the same time, like like uh, like I think both of them like are like great vintage looks that I, you know work well. So I'd like to see them like have both of them out. But same thing with Narragansett. I think um, them having that nice seventies can out right now is it's just cool. I like I like it that is, a lot. Yeah. It's like when I see like the you know how they got like the they redesigned like the Lucky Charms box to look like yeah like to this, like the old old yeah. style yep, just, cinnamon line yeah stuff like that. I like that a lot too. I like that nostalgia factor. Uh, but I went to the um, the Great New York State Fair, which, uh, if any of you don't know, probably most of you don't know, uh, it's in Syracuse, New York. Um, and Syracuse is a, a pretty 
I mean, it's fairly close to Saranac Brewery. Utica, yeah. It's, so it's you're gonna get a forty five minutes away. Yep. So you get a lot of like Saranac beers on tap at that because this is a gigantic fair. There's lots of different stuff there, lots of like well, carnival esque attractions. Say, it's, it's the state fair. Yeah. So it's, huge. it's the so it's the big it's one. It's great, it's big. And uh, I always have a lot of fun, and generally they always have a lot of things to try, a lot of breweries that are local to New York on tap. Uh, so I did try the Empire um, Amber Ale, um, which was really good. Uh, I, I liked that one a lot. It was it was nice for the day. The day was actually really hot, though, so I probably would have preferred more of an IPA or something, which I did get later on. Uh, I got a Good Nature uh, Imperial IPA, which was, I believe, around a high 6%, almost 7%. Really? I was say, like a high 6 for an Imperial is pretty, that's pretty low, usually like 8. Yeah, it was, yeah, I would say, I think it was like probably high 6 to like low 7. And, um, that was really good. It was your pretty basic Imperial IPA, very heavy on the hops. Um, I had my dad try it because I know that he doesn't like hop beers <laughs> and he nearly spit it out. <laughs> I, 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 I can, <laughs> you can definitely see that. Um, so that's always fun to me because he's like, how can you drink that? I do that. I, I do that. I do that with my parents too. I'll be like, Hey, you want to try this like beer yeah. that I'm trying? And they'll drink it. And like, make, you know, make like the 12 different faces of like grimacing. I love that. And then it's just like, love it. Love it. Never fails to <laughs> make me laugh. Um, the other thing that I did try, uh, not beer, but, uh, uh actually from a distillery, uh, there's a, a fairly local distillery called Old Old Home Distillers. It's a very, very small uh, central New York distillery, which I wanted to throw a shout-out to. I did sit in on a tasting seminar that they had there, and they had three of their silver award-winning beer, or uh, not beers, uh, liquors that they had uh, taken to a New York State, uh, you know, taste-testing ceremony. They won silver on these. Uh, one of them was a an unaged whiskey, which is basically your clear whiskey, mm-hmm. um, because you get the the coloring from when it how long yeah, it the... sits in the barrel. So that like normally your whiskey, otherwise known as moonshine, is going to be clear unless you age it in a barrel. Um, so this was their unaged because they don't really they're so small they don't have time right now to, to age be doing for, for a, you know years. aging a bunch of you know whiskey. Um, they do have a couple, they do have a malt whiskey, but they are actually almost out of it. So they weren't tasting that one. Uh, so I didn't get to taste that one, but, um, this unaged whiskey was really good. Some of the unaged whiskeys that I've had before, like I had that corn experimental mash. If you remember that, yeah, the, uh, man, the... yeah, the, um, the one that I had that I can't remember who made it now. Um, wasn't it like something in Manhattan? Wasn't it? Nope. That was different. Uh, that was different. But I did have a like an unaged, uh, you know, like a unaged whiskey that was an experimental one, and that was very very sweet. I don't know if you remember trying it, but it was super sweet because of all the corn that was in it. Um, their unaged whiskey was a lot less sweet, and I preferred it actually. It was very good. Um, then they had their Applejack, which if you know if you don't really know about Applejack, uh, it they kind of gave us an educational tour about it. Uh, traditional Applejack was made by like farmers who would have leftover apples and they'd throw them in a bucket, uh, and they would, yep, they would let it freeze out in the winter. And then once you had it freeze, you could take out all the apples and you'd be left with, 
whatever was left, the alcohol that was left, and that was your Applejack. So it's basically like a fermented apple whiskey. Um, the bad thing about that is you're going to get all of the bad chemicals from letting it do that. So they don't make it like that anymore, but that's your traditional Applejack. Um, their Applejack was really good. It's a, it's actually very mild on the apple, but there's like a crisp apple flavor to it with, again, that little uh, unaged whiskey flavor to it. So that was really good too, especially for me because I don't like a lot of that heavy apple flavor in my in my whiskey. I never actually had like an apple like apple flavored whiskey because yeah. like I don't like um, the main one you see on TV is like Jim Beam apple. They're too flavored. I, I, I just like it, it's something I just yeah I don't I, like when I think like when I want a whiskey I'm like hey I yeah. like, have nice you know like, yeah apple. it's too flavored <clears throat> for me or like Crown Royal I, I you know sour apples like yeah. No, oh, thank you. Yeah. Because I, I have that same feeling when it comes to, like, most kind of, like, flavored whiskeys. When it comes to, like, uh, like the especially the cinnamon. Yeah. So your fireballs. Fireballs. Or, or, Best in, a, in a, like, as a uh, mixer. But even still, like, I, I, it's just, uh, I, there's a bunch of other, like, I just like, no, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I can understand, like, ma- like, maple. That makes sense to me. But, like, most other, like, flavored I just kind of like scoff at, and it's not—it's not out of like some pretentiousness. It's more like I just it, to me like I can't wrap my head around. Mm. Probably like, like having that. Flavor. Yeah. The last one that they had was a gin, so I was really surprised because I don't like gin that much. Um, you would think I would because of all like the the hoppy floral stuff that I like with IPAs, but I just really I, uh, do not like gin that much. I don't think the I... juniper flavor is like overpowering to me a lot of the time. Um, this one actually had did not have a very high juniper juniper flavor to it, so it really tasted along the same lines as an unaged whiskey with a little bit of that those botanicals added to it. And I actually really liked it. So that was a gin that I really liked. Um, I've only had a gin a few times, and I just yeah. So I, it's not anything I'd ever go out of my way for. Yeah, I, mean, I know it, it's it, really not. And it, like even I don't even really like gin martinis that much. It's, it's like tequila. No, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and tequila. Like I can't. I have a hard time drinking now because of a of a night with margaritas, which didn't. <laughs> you know. I you know it's just hard for me to drink it now. Well, so. I, well that's that's me the vodka. After yeah, a night in college I had. It's like no, thank you. Yeah, so I got I get repressed it's, memories. It's difficult, difficult. Uh, so I just wanted to throw a little shout out to Old Home Distillers. They're a Central New York Distillery. Uh, you can find them uh, at oldhomedistillers.com. Definitely check them out. Very 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 small. Two brothers. Um, give them some support if you uh, you know if you can order from them. So. I don't think I've ever seen their stuff. I mean, Grant, I don't know. No, no, really... no, no. They're super small. I've never oh, heard of them before. I, was... I mean, literally small. Like, it's a barn that they make, you know, their unaged whiskey out of. So, so it's, it's basically what you'd expect Moonshine from, except they got the permit. Exactly. They're making good stuff, though. Good. Well, hopefully they, uh... I think you they're, keep... you know, they're going to try to keep cranking out, uh... You know, they've definitely got the still for it, and they're, they're making... They're in the process of making a bourbon... They don't have one right now, but they're in the process. Like I said, they did make a malt, a single malt whiskey, but they were running out, so we didn't get to try it. They do also make a maple whiskey, which is sounds good. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say uh, to kind of tack on a little side note. I I remember watching like a week, like a couple weeks ago, uh, a uh, video. I think it was on the like, YouTube, or it's like a news article about uh, a machine that's been invented to give rum a aged like aged taste. 
but it's not aged. Mm-hmm. That like, kind of blows my mind. Like, a guy has invented a machine to, like, make 15-year, like, aged rum in within, like, a week. It just blows my mind. How does that, how does that happen? Uh, they, like, they, like, speed up the process of, like, like I think, like, the chemicals, like, uh, mm. the flavor that you'd get in the barrel. Like, he, like, he's got, like, focused, like, on, like, how those, like, that taste gets added to the rum, and by, he does it in the machine. Hmm. So instead of, like, having to age the rum for a certain amount of years in a barrel, you can do it within, like, a week in this machine. Curious. Very and, curious. And as from what some, like, some of the people in the video were saying, like, it, ta- it doesn't taste exactly like an aged rum like that, but it's pretty close. You could just hop in your time machine and then bring it back. I mean, I mean that's that's like that's that's a pretty cool like, thing because like if you think about like making like especially like flavored liquors like rum and whiskey like having to age them in like a barrel for ten yeah it's fucking like, it. like that, you're gonna run out. I like, think we actually right now have like a bourbon shortage because of that. Well, because yeah, you got the you know a lot of people coming back to bourbon and scotch shortage. Yeah. yeah. If you just think about it, if you're not like a big, if especially if you're trying to like break into like the business, like if you're not like a big distiller or patient, that that I don't want to fucking wait for that. Like like G like Jesus Christ, like if, it's like well if you're not Jack Daniels or Jim Beam, you're, yeah. you know you didn't have and, a family owned and operated for hundreds to, of yeah, years. And, uh, like what, wow, what a bit like you picked the wrong business to break try to break into. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean, I'd, I'd be curious to see, like, taste like, a, you know, goes, like yeah. a naturally aged rum and yeah. then, like, you know, like, uh, artificially aged ones, see, you know, or same thing like, if they do ever with whiskey, just to kind of, just to kind of see, uh, you know. I'm going to be honest, I don't have a very... I like, don't have, I, I, like, I, I'm like I you too. I don't have a great palate, so they could probably present both to me and I'd be like, yeah, sure, tastes good. No, I I agree. I, like, I don't have that same no, sophisticated no, palate not, yeah. either, but... But at the same time, I'd be I'd be curious. Like I would love to like do like a, like that's like a blind test I would love to have because like yeah. when I think of like you hear like people have like blind tests like you're gonna try Pepsi and you're gonna try Coke like oh that sounds Coke it's like well it's actually Pepsi and you're like oh wow it's like are you fucking retarded like I can tell like, I would definitely know you can totally yeah. taste the difference like yeah. even even it's a blind test like sorry oh, that- for all those Pepsi or Coke you know people out there who don't know the difference. I don't know what to tell you. You just really, you just messed up in life somewhere. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I, you know, I'm a big soda guy. I live off a of soda. I guess I, can but see I mean, it, but though. I mean, but I like, I do like, I don't have a side. I like Coke and I like Pepsi, but and I could, if one was given to me blind test, I could be like, that's definitely Coke and that's definitely Pepsi because they have two, they have two d- completely distinct yeah. tastes. But it's probably the same. Like, I know that I, if I was given, like, a berry mixture, and they were like, you know, like, you know, like, artificial berry flavors, and they're like, what's this berry? And here's two berry flavors. Which one is which? And I'd be like, I think that one's raspberry, and I think that one's strawberry, but I don't know. That's different. You know what I mean? But I can see how it would happen. I would always say that's different, though, because that's, like, artificial. It happens to me all the time. Like, Sarah would be like, what does that taste like? Like, I don't know, raspberry? She's like, it's fucking cherry! I, I don't know. Well, I have no I, idea. I, I mean, the only one that sticks, like, the only artificial, like, fruit flavor that sticks out to me is, like, banana, because you can, like, spot that from, like, that shitty bana- well, artificial banana. banana. Banana's the devil, anyway. So well, yeah, like, I was gonna say, like, it's like, like get out of my mouth! It's like you're eating, like, laffy, yeah. like, like somebody gives you, like, a laffy oh, taffy, yeah, like, yeah, the definitely. banana one, and you're like, oh, fuck this! That like, or, yeah. like, pina colada. If you get, like, a nasty pina colada yeah. with, yeah, that's, that's gross, too. Yeah. But yeah, I can definitely tell those. 
Um, but, alright, we, we gotta move on to Stay Alive, because we got a lot to talk about with Stay Alive. We got a lot to talk about. I think, like... I hope so. Be a wasted episode. If we're like, hey, there are... Yeah, we'll just talk about beer stuff today. Movie sucks! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, I'm sorry, movie was good. Alright, let's start out with the reason why you really wanted to do Stay Alive, besides the fact that you were thinking about video games and movies. Well, I mean, I kind of picked it because... It was a big part I... of your, like, senior year growing up. <laughs> well, I think both of ours. Not mine. Oh. I told you, I hadn't seen this movie before. <laughs> you were um, the one that wanted to do it. Well, I, like I said, I remember, like, um... In our high school in senior year, they had a little lounge set up just for the seniors that you could you'd go down to for fucking st- boss for for study halls. You could go down there. It was for the cool people to hang out. We're like, you're graduating soon. You don't need to do work anymore. Just just chill out and play cards and watch movies and stuff. Which is funny because you couldn't play cards. You know. But if you're a senior, it's like, oh, who gives a shit? Yeah, basically hypocrisy. Like you playing strip poker, just be careful. <laughs> Use a condom. I don't even think they'd give you the, give that advice. They'd probably be like, "This is why Jesus is important." But but um, but I remember senior year in high school in our um in our senior lounge, we had a friend that brought the movie in and played it, and I just remember wa- like I watched it a few times like during our because uh, he'd bring it like every so often, just watching it and just being kind of like, "Oh, this is, this is not good." Mm. This is not a good movie. <laughs> and that movie ended up being Stay Alive. Yeah. Um, I don't... What was the reasoning behind it? Because I, I don't even remember... At that time, well, I don't remember I, it being a popular... It wasn't a popular movie. I, I don't remember... I don't even remember... It, I don't remember getting it released in theaters around here. I mean, it did. But seeing it now, I can't imagine how. Did it? I... Yeah. I don't remember seeing yeah, it in the movie. Stay Alive did get released in theaters. I know, I know. I, just, I know I know it did, but I don't yeah. remember seeing it in our local... I, I I can't speak to that, but I just seeing it now. I don't see how it even got released to theaters. Because really. it seems like a direct to move. Uh, yeah, it direct, really does. Yeah. Like now, that would certainly get released direct to to DVD or direct to Blu-ray because that is not something that this is not a quality film. This is not something where you know movie distributors are looking at it and saying this is going to make us money. Frankie Muniz, Agent Cody Banks. We got ourselves a winner. We got ourselves a blockbuster here. No, this is not. So it's very surprising, actually, that this film made it to theaters at all. And really, the the basic premise of this film makes no sense whatsoever. No sense. It doesn't. But we'll, I'll, we'll to be, try to break it down. Well, let's say, say, well, to be fair, whole point of this podcast is you're the horror guru. I'm the initiate. I don't really know as much. Cause I like I've never been one big on the horror genre, really, unless it's like you know like an old school type thing. But so with this, like, literally, it's almost like who who sat down and wrote this and thought this was a, who thought it was great, who thought it was a good idea, or not, not even that, like you know, just like passable. Who well, thought, I'll tell who, you who did. William Brent Bell thought it was a good idea because he wrote and direct, he co-wrote and directed it, so he was like. And which makes sense because if you're going to write a shitty script, you're yeah, obviously going to be the one to direct it. Because who's like, it, who you're, else are you going to sign it? Like, yeah, who else is going to be like, sure, you know what? I don't understand it very well, but we'll give it a shot. I just, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that this guy 
would be like an auteur. Yeah, he 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 is the absolutely. He he is the modern day, and he hasn't really done that much since. Uh, he had he did do the Devil Inside, which was pretty much enthusiastically panned. Um, <laughs> and then later on, he did do The Boy, which just released not too long ago in theaters, which was significantly better than stay alive but still not my cup of tea but i know that people did enjoy it because of the twistiness of that film um so he has done a couple of other things but really not too much considering how long ago stay alive you you would expect like a a filmmaker within the horror genre to be pumping out you know seven or eight nine movies that i was gonna say to be fair especially with the way like the Hollywood system set up now, it's usually the, it's the usual suspect. You get the same fucking people doing this. So I imagine, unless, like, if, especially if you're trying to do, like, even if it's, like, a low-budget, like, Hollywood film, if you're not, like, somebody who's already established, you're not getting that. You're gonna, ha- it's gonna be an indie film, so. Yeah. yeah, I just don't see how this really made it to theaters, but apparently someone thought it was a good idea. But let's try to break it down. Let's try to break this plot down because honestly, I can't say that I really understood it. And you said you've seen it three times, so maybe you have a better grasp on it. Than and I, I don't. Do. You don't. I don't. I the, one of the reasons again, one of the reasons why I picked this, I thought of this film was because again, we're both like you said, we're both gamers. We both we both grew up playing video games, That's we, right. and we still do. We both enjoy playing video games. We do. And it's just something I was kind of thinking of because I remember usually, like I don't. This may sound weird, but when a lot of people try to fall asleep, they fall asleep to, uh, you know, the, you know, TV on. Mm-hmm. I can never do that. But that, like, recently, because my, my laptop sits, like, because my desk is, whole, the way my bedroom is set up, I got, like, my, my desk right next to it, my bed. So, usually, like, when I fall asleep, I'll, like, fall asleep with, like, a podcast on, or, like, a YouTube video of that. And sometimes I watch, like, Let's Plays, uh, which is... God, whoever thought of that idea is like a fucking genius because, you know, PewDiePie is making millions of fucking dollars just playing like a video game and just being like, oh, look at It's that. actually harder than you might think to do a Let's Play, though. You, we got to keep it entertaining. Yeah, that's so very I, difficult. So because, I'm, not, I'm not saying, but like, yeah. I mean, I like, I like, I would, like, as a kid growing up, too, like, when I'd go over to a friend's house, not just like your house, but like anyone's house, and they're like, playing a new video game. I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't want to. Like, if they're playing a new video, I'd be interested in watching it. Yeah, I, I'd be totally fine watching somebody play a video game. That's that does interest me. I could watch like you play, um, like Dark Souls and like kind of enjoy it because it's like I don't have to play the game to experience and know, but like to watch you play it and kind of go through. It's like, oh, that's cool, you know, and that's happened. Like, but I may not be interested in it. But like watching you play the game. Yeah, it's fine to me. Right. And so, I was just kind of thinking about because, like, so, like I was, like I said, I so, like when I fall asleep. Usually, I fall asleep to like either a podcast on, or, like something from YouTube, and some one of the things I do watch is like, like I said, let's plays because I do find them, I do find them like you know they can be entertaining because it's just like fun, like especially for, like with like older games that I haven't played since I was a kid because I don't own the game still, and just watching somebody play like like do a let's play of, like a game. I can, like, watch, like, Let's Plays of, like, Sonic games, like, for hours. Because it's just, like, I mean, I do have, I still have, like, my Xbox 360, like, all the old Sonic games from the Genesis. Yeah. So I can still go back and play them. But I enjoy watching somebody else play them because it's, like, oh, you know, it's... Because you know the levels and, and it's like just you know some... what they're doing. It's yeah. enjoyable. I, yeah. yeah, I get that. So basically, like, what... 
Stay Alive is, is like somebody thought, well, maybe somebody would want to watch a horror movie about people playing video games, which granted could be, it could be a good good idea. And it's not like there hasn't been some of those video games or video game films attempted in the past. Um, Even if you think back to Are You Afraid of the Dark, there's an episode that's based on them playing an arcade game. Well, see, I was going to say, one of the things else, like, this reminds me of is an X-Files episode. I don't remember the specific episode, but I remember as a kid watching an X-Files episode where there's, um... Uh, they get, like, put into a video game, and if you die in the game, you die in real life. You die in, like, what happens to you is, like, you're dead. Yeah. And I remember watching that, like, even as a kid, just, like, uh, it's kind of like, uh... Starship Trooper base type game where they're like you know like Halo esque like look like outfits and shit mm-hmm. and I remember like one of the guys like ran to like an enemy in the game and like it was like a katana wielding lady and he cut she cut like his hands off and he's like ah and he died from that mm-hmm. and I like I I was never big in the X Files but I just remember randomly watching that one one night and it's like that's a, you know that's a cool idea it's a solid I, idea and I, and I think and I think if you take the idea of like. A video game and then make it like kind of haunted. It could work out, like I said, it could work out well. You just have to have somebody who respects the medium of video games and like kind of understands kind of the whole culture and like what games are about instead of just kind of like, oh yeah, that'd be cool in the end. And yeah, and I think yeah, like so the biggest problem with Stay Alive, we'll we'll kind of go through the through the, the the plot here we got hutch who is um lower end john krasinski exactly you know he looks a lot like john krasinski in the early part of the office when you know they hadn't really determined exactly who jim was in the office and they were like he's gonna have long hair and he's gonna be the hunky guy in the office that was basically it sarcastic um so you know you've got hutch his friend has recently just died he's left him a a, a bag Full of video games, and one of them is uh, it basically a an un it, it's it's a a game that doesn't have a cover to it. It's just simply titled "Stay Alive." Obviously, everybody's drawn to it. What the fuck could that be? No one's ever played this game before. What is it? No could one's be, heard of it before. Could, as as the uh, McPoyle says, could could be ba- he could have been beta testing it. He could have been beta testing which, it. As which, one of the detectives says, it could be an underground game. Or, <laughs> which is funny. Like, it's just an indie. I know. Game. Which is funny. Like he says, this is another reason why I find it funny. Because like, oh, it's, it's an under. Oh, it's an underground game. It's like you mean an indie game? Like, there was no like dark, dark. So fe- so Phil Fish from Fez like made this game. Yeah. Like you know, there's no dark underworld of video games where people are like a cri- you know, cri- yeah, <laughs> criminal ring of like here's a game. Super Meat Boy was made on action like drug deals and. But no, like, so it's like, you got that, and then you got the whole, uh, just, the way they, like, the whole way they act, like, so, like, when you had, like, one scene where, uh, Hutch is talking to his boss, slash friend, or whatever the hell. Yeah, um, played by a very early, like, a earlier role by Adam Goldberg, who looks very young in this in this film. Very young compared to, like, how he looks now. He looks honestly. like... He looks like a bearded, uh... Well... A, be- a, a bearded Jason he's Biggs. He's not even really... Yeah, he's not even really bearded in the film. He actually has no beard. He's very clean-shaven. And, honestly, it does him no no favors because he has a huge jaw. He has, like, a huge... 
Was he the Jewish guy in Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. They do. He looks familiar. Yeah. So he has a huge jaw, so it doesn't do him any favors that he he doesn't have a beard. But anyway, um, yeah. So honestly, there the whole interactions between all of these people that are supposedly video gamers is very strange, and the writing in Stay Alive does not reflect anybody who's actually played video games before, especially in that time period. So we have a video game that has been created by someone we don't know it's being beta tested by hutch's friend who recently died and now they've got it in their possession he's so no, so i was saying no publisher like you know how like when you start up a yeah. game now you get like 12 like, the no, hell, like, no get, like konami opening. capcom yeah ea yeah Ac- capcom would be one that you would expect in the beginning of this of this shitty game like yeah, this, this uh, game. a capcom game capcom. fuck 1989 prototype from Capcom. Or, you know, especially now, like, you know, you know how the physics engines are, like, pub- you know, published. So, like, if they use, like, the Havoc engine, it's like, yeah. you know, Havoc Unreal en- Engine. Or, you know, yeah. At this time, most likely Unreal Engine, because you can see the Unreal Championship banner yeah. in one of the video game stores. Um, anyway, so Hutch brings this home. He's got a bunch of video game friends, uh, one of which is, uh, is, um... His uh, his friend um, who is a McPoyle in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which we thought first thought was Sherman from fucking uh, yeah American Pie. You would think, but his name is uh, Phineas in this, played by in Jimmy Simpson, who you would know as a as a Liam McPoyle in It's Always Sunny. Um, you know, he's a huge video game fan. Her his sister uh, October, <laughs> who has like one of the most ridiculous names in this film because. Clearly, they were they were the Halloween. The, the writing was like, hmm, this girl is goth. How do we make her seem even more goth? Well, Let's put, name her October. Put that put that goth in air quotes. Yeah, it's goth like goth like. <laughs> so how do we make her more seem more goth like? Well, we name her October. Let's go with that. Uh, Why not November? Because that's a little bit more gloomy. Yeah. At February, gloomy. <laughs> January, February is when most people commit suicide. That's pretty gloomy. It's dark and grim, and there's nothing to That's look right. forward to. Anyway, they're all like huge video game fans, supposedly. S- supposedly, <laughs> uh, we got Swink, played by Frankie Munez. Munez, 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 Munez. However you say his fucking last name, I don't really give a shit. At it's this like point. you're trying the George Lopez. Malcolm. It's it's like you're trying to George Lopez it up, like That's right. Frankie Munez. Munez. I'm putting that role in there somewhere. He's for, some, no, for no reason. Somewhere, somewhere he's got a role in there. Frankie Munez, Agent Cody Banks. That's right. Uh, who's constantly wearing his hat sideways like Jamie Kennedy. Well, like I said, he looks like he saw Malibu's Most Wanted, thought that was the greatest fucking film of all time, and he had to. Had to fucking have a visor upside down like a dipshit. Yep. Well, in this film, actually, his visor is one of the most interesting things that you can watch because it's consistently in different places. So sometimes it's upside down sideways. Sometimes it's right side on because he's, you know, mourning, in mourning well, of, say, of a friend's death. Well, yeah. If, sometimes if it's backwards. If, if sometimes it's forwards. Well, it's safe. He's fun-loving and about to have a good time. Have that thing sideways into the back. Someone just died, you're about to say the national anthem, you have that front face and center to respect. No, it's not facing center. 
It's still facing sideways. Well, a little bit. I mean, at least a little cockeyed, but it's it's at least it's respectable. (laughs) That's right. So, you know, you've got these friends. They are all really pumped to play this new game, Stay Alive. And then they boot it up, and really, you would expect everybody to look very crestfallen. Like, what the fuck is this shit? This looks like. It was made in 1995. I don't know. That's what I said. Because I told you, because you said, like, oh, it looks like a... I'm like, no, it looks like a Sega Saturn game. It literally looks like like E3 1995. Sega's like, hey, guys, our new system. This Saturn's coming out next week. And you know what? You're going to get graphics like this. You know, the, and, and that, that's what it looks like. like yeah, because I expect Sega to Sanshiro to jump out and be like, buy the Sega Saturn, bitch. See, the, the biggest thing is that, like, the film treats Stay Alive, the video game, like it's something awesome. Like, it's something you gotta play most it. people would just be drawn to. And, I mean, it needs better graphics than that, if it, if that's the way that most people well, are no, supposed I'm to not, be I'm not even, like, reacting I'm to not, it. I'm not, a gra- I'm not somebody who's, like, a graphics whore. Like, even, even like, when it comes to, like anime or movie like i can totally get over like certain things but literally this game looks like it was made in 1995 for this like either saturn or the playstation and then it's, it's literally 2005 and they're like oh yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's like no, i remember no. twisted metal 2 having better well, it's like no like you can boot up Jack and Dexter on your PS2, and that look naughty dog did a hell of a lot better of a job that's true you know like you wouldn't be like, oh wow, like yeah. yeah. And uh, and the thing is, yeah, even if you were to go to like your local roller rink, they would have an arcade game that looks very similar to this called either Carnival <laughs> or House of the Dead, which basically looks very similar to the exterior. Which both shots. came out in the early night, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, not the early, late nineties, but they look very similar to the exterior shots in Stay Alive. So there's even that right there, right at the beginning. Is like they they fail to really s- capture the viewer's interest because most people who have who like video games are going to be very very much uninterested in Stay Alive as a video game. It's not realistic to the time period. It wouldn't. Be- I mean, I, I can't understand, especially for the budget they had, why it looks like shit. But don't don't play it off like oh it's in like new game. Be like oh is it, what is this. Like I I said, vintage game. Like I Uh, said, what they should have done was because it looks like a fuck. Like if you know your graphics are gonna look like for for what you're trying to portray, like this like game, and you know it's gonna look like shit, like the way it does. Like what is like like, instead of like oh this brand new game that's getting beta, like what is this like a lost Japanese game from 1995 Mm -hmm. from the Saturn that didn't make it over to America? Exactly. That would okay. That would make sense. Like then you can like okay, I can buy into that. Yeah, I can, I can, I can believe that. Like, oh, it's like a lost, like it's ET from the Atari that got buried in like a fucking <laughs> in Arizona. Yeah, it, and even and I'm reading in the trivia, it's even supposed to be sort of an homage to Fatal Frame, which okay, that's great. But Fatal Frame was released in the '90s. Like, that's that's not. It shouldn't. Ha- it should be referenced that okay, this game is way old. It's not being beta tested with current or next-gen console system requirements like voice activation software. And not, not only that, it's not like at the time either. Like, like it's sort of underground gaming 
indie gaming one wasn't a big wasn't a, wasn't existent really at all. It's bar- barely existent. Yeah. And it wasn't like how it is today, where like you see Shovel Knight or Super Meat Boy getting released, and they have like sixteen bit graphics, Absolutely and it's not. not and it's not like no. oh that's done for aesthetic reasons, and it's, no. you know, but it's. This is done like, oh, this is supposed to be new and hip and cool. Especially when you get to the end, which we want to talk about right now. But it's like, that's what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. It's, but it's... you don't believe it all. Even if you don't play video games, you wouldn't look at that. Especially if you were from, like, you knew anything from the time period. You would have to play video games to be in 2005 and be like, oh, hey, look, a commercial for Kingdom Hearts 2. That looks 100 times better than this game does. Exactly. Exactly. So it's not like whether you're a video game fan or not, you can look at them and that look uh, that looks like shit. Yeah. No one is going to be itching to play this game. Yeah. No one, because you can just think of like people who look at old games now, and most people would not want to play old games now. They're like the graphics suck, controls are you know clunky. Well, that's I was saying. That's like one of the things. Like because I I bought with um. When it was on sale on the PS4, they had the GTA bundle on sale, which came with GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. And I I love Vice City and San Andreas. They're two of my favorite games of all time. I kind of wish I never bought them, though, because one, uh, it's just because like when I was like playing through Vice City, it's just like, oh my god, the controls compared to now, like playing GTA 5 so much, it's like, this is so clunky. Yeah. This is so unwieldy. This, this is like unbearable. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. And then just like the frame rate, it's like, oh my god, this is like, I can't. It's like, I, I, I'm i tarnishing my memory. That's right. I mean, Grant, it's not right. it's not a great port to begin with, so I can't yeah, play Yeah, they it. didn't really do anything with they it. They didn't, yeah, so. no. But but at the same time, it's like, oh my, like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and, but, yeah. So, I, I, can, I can understand that, because yeah. like, unless it's like a, like for at least for me, like when it comes to like playing like a classic game again, unless it's like Sonic, yeah, we're like nostalgia. For the most part, I really don't want, ever want to like go back and visit revisit certain games as much because just because I know as it gets older, it's like it's not gonna be good. Like GTA Four came out only like eight like uh, yeah, eight long. nine years ago, and I like tried playing through that like last year. Like, excuse me, like rebooted it up, and it was just kind of like. Oh my god, this the controls are so clunky compared to GTA 5. I can't do this. Yeah. But maybe we're being too hard on the video game aspect of the film itself. Like maybe maybe that's not the the main takeaway from this. So let's move on from that. Let's even though we have issues with the the graphics of the the video game stay alive, maybe that's not the point. So let's let's get well, further. It's not like well, that. Well, let's say it's not only like that. It's like everything about how they express the game within the film. No, no, none of that makes sense. No, and so let's move on here, and let's talk about a little bit more about that. So we've got we've got Hutch and his friends. They're playing the game. They're having a little land party. Although, again, what which, we talked which, about, I was say like like wow, like if you like if you weren't growing up in like the early two thousands, land party, what's that? Exactly. And really, the game, the film, never really understands exactly how to play this game. Do you pop it in your PS two? Do you play it on your computer? You do both. You can do both at the same time. And apparently there's a a server that's running it 24-7 where you're on it. And really, even if you pause, it's not really paused. You still are playing the game. Because uh, 
everybody is is within this game and they're a person that's in the game but they're also a person that's outside in the real world and they're being pursued by a woman named Countess Bathory who if you've never heard of her before and I find that hard to believe is a very very relevant person from history and has been used countless times throughout many different references to it um she is most often referenced within like black metal uh because there's a black metal band named Bathory if you didn't know that uh Sun the band the drone band did a an entire uh song dedicated to her where one of the vocalists performed his screams in a coffin uh so Bathory is really not a very like unknown person and it's kind of a cop-out for um you know this film to actually use her as its main antagonist because i don't know i just i just find it as though like they went the the easiest route possible to have an antagonist it's like yeah who's a who's a a big villain within his historic historical well, they times have, they could have just done like dracula exactly and basically that's what they did except for Bathory is the, the female version of dracula i know, I know but I'm, I'm just saying like uh she wasn't ever in fucking louisiana so no the, the entire so, premise so he, of the film is really taking liberties with countess Bathory itself it's referencing some sort of plantation that she was on where she committed murders in new and, orleans yeah, in new orleans they call it like Grenage or something like that. Grenage Plantation or something like that. I don't think that's real. <laughs> I can't really imagine it. But anyway, so the the whole idea of Stay Alive is that Countess Bathory has inhabited this video game in both whatever she's in both reality and vid- video reality. And she's trying to kill her victims in both the real world and the video game world. And so once the players create their protagonists, which they can also create their protagonists in very goofy ways. This is such a, a scary, very terrifying video game, and yet they can don a cowboy hat and boots. And Frankie Muniz can actually pump be, their pump be, iron. Be, bu- be buff. Yeah. I don't understand that. That's a pretty ridiculous... But anyway... Moving on from that, because we have a lot still to talk about, we've got to get through all of this kind of setup that doesn't make sense. Uh, Countess Bathory can... This is... <laughs> it's hard to talk about, because it doesn't fucking make sense. It's hard to put it into words. Like, I'm trying to actually English, explain Stay Alive. Like, 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 but it, English I, language doesn't have the certain... I don't know how to synopsize this, because it doesn't, doesn't ha- make sense. Doesn't have, the English language doesn't have, like, the words to describe... How do you explain this? Countess Bathory can target these people in both life and in the video game because they've entered the video game. That that's I mean I guess that's the the main gist of the plot. See, I th- like I said, I think like if you wanted to make this idea work, like instead of like having a you can have like a haunted video game. Make it like virtual reality. But you yeah, you but, like, almost so like, always have to be in the video yeah, game. Yeah, so like somehow make it like a virtual reality, like oh like you know, you put this on, you get inserted into the game, and then then make it like the Matrix, where if you die in the game, you die in real life. So like well, you're like so like you could be hooked up to like a chair, like playing this game, and it's like the Matrix, 
Like, oh, you got ki- you got killed, and you're dead. Well, and, this and, is... and that would make more sense. Because in this, it's totally stupid to be playing the video game and then get killed. Like, oh, I got hung. Uh-oh, game over. And then be like, all right, I'm going to bed. Yeah. And then, like, you wake up, like, oh, I'm scared. And then you, oh, I'm hung all of a sudden. Well, this is Because like... most of the setups, like, that she when she kills people in this, make no sense. They just... It's just, like, things that happen. It's like... Like, so... Like I said, whether you like video games or not, you can watch this and be like, how, like, how does the functions of this game and the world work? It doesn't make sense. The you logistics ha- just do not match up. You ha- you, ha- you have certain scenes where you see, like, they're shooting people, like, enemies in the first person, and all of a sudden they're in the third person, and then they're back in the first person, and then the third person, and there's there's no HUD, but then all of a sudden there's, yeah. a, there's a HUD with a map, and then it's just like... Video game players are going to have an aneurysm trying to figure out, like, the logistics of how to actually play the game. It just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't match up. So, like... When they show the five people playing in what it, what I guess I would consider a LAN party, they're playing on one TV. They're playing with PS2 controllers, and yet apparently they're playing on a PC. But not only that, they got a friend that they're playing with too. That's on a, different, on a PC. And a different who doesn't building. have the game? Who does not have the game? The game was given to Hutch in the his yeah. friend's backpack. So how does the guy at the computer have the game? Did he torrent it? Yes. <laughs> did he download it? Did Did Hutch secretly burn him a copy is, to play saying, on PS2 so, and was, the PC? I was say, so is it a Dreamcast game where you can burn, like, you know, the games are made on CDRs, so you can just burn, you know, burn it on a CDR, and then, it like... Just, it's, 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 it's driving me nuts. It's like little, like, you, it's little, like... If you can somehow turn your brain off to, like, every little thing like that, then you might be able to, like enjoy the ride but it's little things like that that's just like that makes no sense you got like five people playing this game at once in the same tv but there's no split screen and they're all just like and, and they're that, all first person and all and then doing third person views and not only that one thing that always pisses me off whether it's not just movies but it's like tv or whatever when you see somebody playing a video game they're always like you know tapping the buttons like fiendishly and like moving around like as if they like if they you know move left with the controller they're gonna it's oh. like it's like nobody plays a fucking video game like that. I, you're like, you're making you're making the whole experience to look like you're like to play a video game. You gotta have a seizure while you're doing <laughs> yeah. it. I think that we can only really assume that they're doing the contra code. Up up down yeah, down. Yeah, like. that's a, they're. But I mean, but that's like so. It's like it's like don't like even, like don't ever do that. Because yeah. I imagine this whole film too. Like, they didn't just do it, like, oh, it's a cool idea. They probably did it, too, because, like, oh, like, people who like video games will probably want to watch this film. That's half the reason why you do a film. You would fil- assume. You do a film like this, think. because because if, you, if, you're, if you're not trying to target, like, people who like video games, then who is this film for? That's right. It's nice for nobody. If you like horror films, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be... This film is for nobody. <laughs> if you like horror films... But don't like video games. You're not gonna look at this film like you know what? Gotta see this. There's nothing that would entice you to go see this. But if you at least like video games, you might be like, okay, I'll you know. So like you, it's like such like a disrespect. Yeah. Like like it's like I said like nobody like plays like when you see like somebody playing like Super Mario and like and like on TV and like oh oh yeah oh, oh yeah. yeah like no one is, is tapping the buttons that fast. It's like it's like oh. 
I don't know. Rant, normal thing, unless they're like sawing a log. Well, no. Well, no. I was gonna say, like, are you playing Mortal Kombat and you're doing Tester Might, where you gotta break like a, a fucking wood board and you gotta slam on all the buttons at once and get above the line? That would make sense. You're not fucking doing that. So, like, why are you like you're playing yeah. this game and supposed to be a first person, third person shooter, or whatever the hell, and you're sitting there shaking about like you're having a Tourette's breakdown in your, you know, it's. Oh, it, it just makes you mad. Makes you mad, and it takes you out of the video, out of the film completely. Yeah. Well, I will say that somebody, 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 do some fucking. <laughs> uh, somebody's got to do some uh, method acting on that, and just fucking play video games. Like, hey, when I was playing Halo against a bunch of people, I wasn't sitting there twitching about. I was just sitting there calmly trying yeah, to fucking do like things. Focused. And then when I got, like, you know, sword, like, you know, freaking sword in the back, I was calling him in a fucking asshole. Well, I mean, there are, there are some gigantic problems with Stay Alive in general. But the biggest one is really that the entire plot just does not make sense. So... In the even the tagline of the film is if you die in the game you die for real but we know that's not true because if you die in the game you do die for real if you don't see yourself die in the game or you're not even playing the game you can still die for real because the game plays itself because the game plays itself for whatever reason in, in, insert Jontron game plays and, itself and as Stay Alive moves forward a lot of it doesn't even have it take place in the game. Like, not... The entire beginning portion of the game, or the film, is, is about the game, but as it moves forward and people start dying, there's no game to play. No one is really playing the game at that point. So, Countess Bathory is now coming out of the game to kill these people who aren't playing the game anymore, and it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If she, if she can come out of the game to kill people... Why isn't she just doing that anyway? What, why does she need this shitty game that no one wants to play? Like I said, did she take up, like, when she was in hell? You know, waiting till like, oh, I got, for the right technology, she was taking programming lessons. Like, aha, the te- technology is here. I, I come up with a code for a video game to, to slay Even potential. Even that would make a little bit more sense. Like, Countess Bathory came up with this video game idea in hell. She's <laughs> not very good at coding, though, so that's why it looks like shit. And she, you know, she's had... A hundred years to, to you know, update it with the times, but she's you know she finished it and she doesn't know how to make it any better. Mm. So this is it is what it is, <laughs> and that's it. Even that would make more sense. I'd go along with that. I'd be like, okay, well, I guess you know <laughs> that makes sense. But it, you know, it just the entire thing. I I find it hard to believe that this film was pushed out where people were like, okay, yeah, that you know that that totally makes sense. You know it. it I, Let's go with it. I this it had to. It was either a rush job or they just thought that people were stupid. Well, like I said, like when we were watching this film, I'm like, like when you see a film like this, not not just this film, but films of this kind of quality. Do you, do you think when they wrapped up, they're like, man, good, you know, good job, guys. Yeah, good job. Or do you think they're like, all right, let's go home, let's collect that check. You always have to. You always have to like. I I would really like to see. Not that I would like to see it, but I would like to see somebody release like a Blu-ray of Stay Alive because as far as I know, no one has ventured into that territory. Well, yet. <laughs> like Scream Factory hasn't been like, you know what, we got to release next. 
stay alive. Well, because because you know <laughs> Let's what, put out a collector's edition. Of well, because you know what, they're probably like, you know what, we got to release this uh, rare Italian Jello that's uh, nobody gives a shit about because it's better than stay alive. That's probably true. But anyway, like like. So, if they were to take Stay Alive, I would imagine that they would assemble some sort of either audio commentary or, like, making of documentary, which I would really like to see because I want to know what people were thinking when they released this film. I want to know, like, was, you know, was the director, William Brent Bell, thinking, like, this is going to be great. This is, like, this is golden. Was Frankie Muniz like, man, I wish Malcolm went for another season? Or, like, yeah, <laughs> was he like, this is, was he like, I need to feel like my prescription drug? <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta I, get, I gotta get Hillary Duff to like me again. You know, to be fair, this did spawn no one's career. <laughs> as far as I know, I mean, you've got people like uh, Jimmy Simpson, who really has done well despite being in this film. And he really always does well because he can play a douche character very well. Um, he's not only in this film, he's in, he's not only in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but he was in the recent, uh, horror comedy Gravy, which is, is a pretty fun film. But again, he plays a douche character. Um, Samir Armstrong has done very little that I know of. She was in Not Another Teen Movie, um, but she was also in, um... Which came out before this. That did, yeah. And Not Another Teen Movie's a masterpiece. She was also in a couple episodes of Sons of Anarchy. And uh, most well known, I think, but not super well known, was she was in the T- the short lived TV series Resurrection that was on ABC. It wasn't a very good film or a, a, a TV show. It wasn't a very good TV show. I watched all of it. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> I did it because I was reviewing it at the time. Um, Is it a horror show? Uh, it's about dead people coming back to life. Oh, so so a not as good dead zone. It's like, it's not even very scary. It's it's just that they come back to life and it's like, why are they back? And so, how do you deal with it? So it's more like so, a drama, almost. Say, so like Dead Zone. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't say that it was actually very good. Um, but anyway, so, you know, it the, Stay Alive really did nothing for anybody's career after this. Except for maybe William Brent Bell, who had a couple other horror movies. But other than that, like... Frankie Muniz, it, Muniz, I can't fucking say his name. I can't. Muniz. Muniz. I, I don't know. It really did nothing for him either. Which is, you You actually mentioned this. It was like, what made him take this film role? And I, seriously, I, I, I don't have an answer to that. Which is why I would like to have a documentary about Stay Alive. Because it's like, what made people attracted to this film itself? Like what? What about it was so attractive? I don't know. I don't have the answers. I wish I did because then I could explain, you know, what happened. What, <laughs> what made this film such a train wreck? So I think it's best to say, like, did you have fun watching Stay Alive? No, you didn't at it's, all. It's not even like it, I will. It's, I will it's say. Not, I did have not, some fun watching. No, because it's not even for me. It's not even like an enjoyable. It's so bad. It's funny. There's very like not very few. Even like with like the like, the acting all around for everybody, it's fucking god awful. It's horrible. It is horrible. So and there, but there's nothing like so like oh that's so cringeworthy. It's like now. Do you think like, that's the directing or do you think that's the actors that are? Involved? I think it's, I think it's both. 
I think it's both. I because, mean, because obviously, if there were, if these people were good actors overall, they would have gotten. They would have moved on. Yeah, you, you can get over a one like you know a bad you know shitty film. Look at fucking Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> That's true. Keeps. I will say that Samantha Armstrong, particularly when I saw her in Resurrection, she did get a lot better than she was in Stay Alive. Um, you know, for watching Frankie Muniz. I can see those sorts of things when he was playing Malcolm in the Middle, but I kind of disregarded them so much. Just the manic, the the manicness. Yeah, because of the comedy inherent in uh, Malcolm in the Middle, I think you can kind of disregard some of his poorer acting skills in that. Jimmy Simpson is good, even though he, I think his character is written in a way that is kind of over the top and ridiculous. Um, Total, total, like like I said, stereotype. He's, what, the, he's when, just like the, your stereotypical douchebag. I mean, Wendell Pierce as Detective uh, Thibodeau, horrible. And I think that's probably the direction. I don't see him as, you know, playing this in such a way that it should be as bad as it is. I think that's the direction in the writing, really. To play the, because to play the straight cop his, that's just his, like... His cop is very terrible. I mean, straight, is it straight by the book? You're stereotypical. Like, all right, I'm. You know, I. You better. You know, all these crimes that you're saying is happening. Maybe you're the one. You better stay. Ra- you know, not show up to another crime scene. It's. I mean, I think that the biggest mystery about Stay Alive is that it doubled its budget. How? Who was going out to see this? And then after they saw it, who was recommending it to other people? What was the budget? Nine thousand or nine million dollars. That's more than I thought it was. And it made twenty three million. So who was going out there and saying, "You really need to see Stay Alive"? <laughs> this film. <laughs> this film. I'm surprised a- because it, it doubled its profits. And like, hey, let's make another one. <laughs> I, I think that it doubled its profit, but it probably was not well received in all other aspects so they were like let's just yeah but that's horror that's what true. what horror films for the most part like have you know like oh this is great most of them like paranormal activity nobody fucking saw the first one I was like this is great this is a masterpiece and well it did get pretty positive reviews that first one did but stay alive when you okay are fine, pulling that, in a nine okay. percent okay fine right. okay the purge then yeah. No, cr- critically panned yeah. all around. And what do you know? The four, like the fourth one's out. Yeah. Third. Whatever. So, like again, they made their money. Doesn't matter if people, you know. It's- That's true. It's true. I, but seeing as it's a mystery how Stay Alive even made it to theaters, I think they were like, let's just cut our, you know, let's just cut it off while we're doing well and. And really, where is there left to... Well, I, actually, it does set up a sequel. Because the game came out. The game got released. The game got released by Countess Bathory in the real world, even though... The, I just don't understand it. I don't... I'm still coming back to that of... If Countess Bathory needs to kill people, for whatever reason... What What is she, a vampire? I don't know. She's just a blood mixer. She just... She just yeah, she doesn't like to be old. Blood mixer. Whatever the fuck that she does why does she if she can release the video game 
to a video game store. Why and not only that, and just... not only that, got in Game Informer magazine. Yeah. On, yes. on, on I the, wonder if, on, like, on the front cover, like, who did she, like, who did she send the game to? Yeah. And the editor on Game Informer was like, fuck it, you know, fuck it, Halo 2's coming out, we don't need that shit on the cover, we need Stay Alive on the cover. Run Stay Alive. Yeah, she must have given an interview or something, as the head programmer. <laughs> oh yeah, we've got some great stuff in, st- in the Stay Alive game. We've got some blocky textures. <laughs> uh, we got some 3D. Uh, you know, half the time, the you know, even if you're playing the game, sometimes it switches to third person on you, and you don't even know. There's dolls. There's a creepy lady in a tower. Uh, sometimes you die, and you don't know why, because it's pretty cinematic. So, like, all of a sudden, you may die, and you don't know why. You don't, you don't know. You didn't know, like, you lost control of the game. It just, <laughs> it's just all of a sudden, the, like, like oh, it's a cutscene on and out. It's like, oh, I'm hot. Like, it's like in the beginning, because the guy gets hung by a chain. It's like, how'd that happen? Yeah, he wasn't playing. It's just it like, he's just cinematic. Like, it's just like, oh, I walked into the wrong room. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure It's like a cinematic cutscene. I, I went to page 12 when I should have went to page 14. And I, uh, I, I'm dead. Yeah, we have uh, we have this uh, thing where sometimes the game plays itself. You don't even need to be there. You put it on pause, but it will still play itself. Uh, which, is che- which is basically cheating. It defeats the whole purpose of, like, the ga- you know, the game, you know, is... Haunt, is haunting and killing you. If the game plays it, then there's just no point. Then, like, you don't... Then, yeah. It, this is... This film is, like... It took Wes Craven's idea for Nightmare on Elm Street where the characters are always... Are, are never really sure if they're in a dream or not. And it made it into... this. It made it into a video game, really. Except this time, the video game always plays and you're always at risk depend, no matter if you're playing a video game or not. It really doesn't matter. And so that takes the, it takes the whole tension out of actually pay, like let's let's take the ring for instance. The ring only works if you actually watch the video. So when you when you watch the video, then you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna die yeah, in seven so, days. Yeah. Okay, that never wavers. If you didn't yeah. watch the video, you're, you're not fine. At risk. Yeah. You're fine. You're you're good. In this game, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're playing a video game. It doesn't matter if you're not. If you even like saw the 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 handwritten title "Stay Alive" on that video game case, like you're at risk. It doesn't make sense. It just it it's infuriating because the whole concept is is garbage. It's garbage, plain and simple. And I would assume that they didn't come out with a sequel because William Brent Bell could not figure out a plot for the second one because he's like, I don't even really know what we did in the first one because it. <laughs> It runs so far off from its its main plot that it just doesn't make sense. Well, no, it doesn't I, make sense. I was saying, like, to get, kind of get off that for a little bit, just to talk about like the supposed character development in this film. There is none. It's it, it, but it's cringeworthy because they d- dedicate like certain parts of the film to like our our strapping hero Hutch, Hutch and his fear of fire and how like oh he there was a fire at his house when he was a kid and his mom died and he was burned by it and. It has no bearing on the fucking plot. None whatsoever. Until the end when he mysteriously finds a gas leak and sets <laughs> it on fire fire to kill and off. Have, yeah, and you have like, the, like, like oh, I'm scared. And, uh, and uh, with Abigail, played by, as you said, uh, Samir Armstrong. Samir Armstrong. 
She's like told him like early like oh I like I'm going she's to going Prin- to Princeton, Princeton and all this other shit and then like after like a bunch of people are killed, like I live in this van actually. <laughs> it's I'm actually not, kind not, of funny because <laughs> like it's... I, I, I'm not actually doing it. I lied. I'm because I'm embarrassed. It's like they, and then it's just drop. It's like that has no bit like oh am I supposed to feel sympathetic for you now? Like is it care like. It makes no sense. Like it's like oh, like oh, because it really it's not because like, it's not like she was treated like as like some pompous bitch. Like oh, you're just some pompous bitch who's like from Princeton or whatever. And yeah. then to reveal like oh, she's actually like a down home girl, and she's I, just like I honestly can't tell you the reason why they brought that up to begin with. It makes no like in both cases. It makes because, no sense because you could have you could have him light the fire at the end and be like oh, I'm trapped. You don't have to have him be like. I'm afraid of fires because. Uh, Are you afraid this... of fire if you get trapped in a room? Whether I yes, yes. whether I whether you've been burned by fire in the past, and your mom died in it, or you just are trapped in a room, you're afraid of it. The same thing. Like, you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna die of inhalation gonna... in like within two seconds. Yeah. Like, if I That's scary. No matter what. <laughs> the same thing with with Abigail. Like, I honestly can't tell you why they brought up her backstory about her living in a van, because it does not matter. It matters very... Nothing nothing at all about it. No one even says anything about it. No no one comments on it. No one's like, like oh, you lying bitch! You're like, you know, like... No one comments on it. It's like, silence. Like, oh, wow, she lives in a van. And then, on to the next thing. It doesn't matter. Uh, the same thing with, like, October and F- Phineas. Knowing the story of, like, you know, like... Oh, their brother and sister. Remember, like, how our grandma used to tell a story about, like, Elizabeth Bathory? Why would your grandmother Uh, tell a story about a famous killer who bathed in blood? Why would she be telling you that story? I don't know. Scare him. I don't know. My grandma used to tell me a story about, like, an evil Santa Claus in Germany that would, like... Krampus. That yeah, would be Krampus. That would, co- that would come on uh, Christmas Eve and shake chains around if you were a bad kid, put you in a sack and th- throw you into the river. But that makes sense, because that is histor- <laughs> that historically, Germans did warn their children about Krampus coming, because they didn't want their kids to be little shits. So they told them about that, because... That's better than saying Santa Claus will come if you're good. Well, you're going to be, you know, you're going to do shit no matter if Santa <laughs> Claus is coming or not because you're going to believe that he does. But if you say Krampus is coming, he's going to whip the shit out of your ass <laughs> if you are if you're, bad. If you're a bad then he's going to stuff you in a sack and tote you off to <laughs> God knows where. Throw you the run. You're probably going to be terrified enough to just not do it. So that makes sense. Oh, but no, but she's, no, she said literally they'd have somebody go around the town. As that, and then, like, if you were bad, they would throw you in the sack and threaten to throw that's, you into the river. That's great. <laughs> and terrifying. That would probably set you straight. I'm. They probably had a very low crime rate there. Because I can't imagine in somebody... Ye, ye old Pfaffenhoven? I can't, I can't imagine somebody being thrown into, like, some sack as a kid <laughs> and not having terrible, terrible nightmares about that. Being traumatized, for, for, yeah. For years to come about being in a sack and not knowing where you're going. Well, I don't, I, I always find it funny too because they always say like, oh, if you're bad, Santa's going to give you an onion. I'm like, good, I like onions. That's right. I would love to That's eat right. it. Or like, or like, oh, he's going to give you a lump of coal. I'm like, do you know how much coal costs these? I would, a lump of coal would be I'll worth, sell it. would be worth more money than getting a new Xbox. That's right. You know, so. But anyway, so was there anything you liked about Stay Alive? Not a single fucking thing. It's very difficult to like this film. There, and, like I, I mean, and, like, and like I said, there's nothing, like, for me, there's nothing even, like, enjoyable from a standpoint that it's, like, it's, oh, it's so bad. It's, like, 
There's there's a few laughable scenes, like the one that we used in our introduction, which just has no emotion to it whatsoever. But but it's still, yeah, that's one instance. But overall, like, am I gonna like remember that? No, it's it's not troll two. Like, uh, oh yeah, I I won't let you piss on hospitality. Well, that's I won't let like you know it's like. Yeah, it's bad, and it's cringeworthy, and it's funny, but at the same time, like, is that going to stick with you? Are you going to, like, recall, like, oh, I remember watching Stay Alive and that one, you know, funny lot. No. You'll forget about it. You'll totally forget about it, and then, like, if somebody ever brings it up, you'll be like, oh, yeah. That's the thing about this film, is that it's so forgettable. I'm Honestly, a lot of what happened, I'm already forgetting that it happened. <laughs> Something about Roses? Something about... Broken uh, mirrors. Something about they look up... Oh, I forgot to mention, apparently New Orleans Police Department posts all of their police reports and crime scene photos on their own website. Just look it up. <laughs> they're, very, they're very open. Yeah, they're very... They have a very open investigative... <laughs> they, they see the trouble with uh, the, fu- the, with the future of today and they're like, well, we better keep more. That's right. Um, you know, you've... There's, uh, they consistently refer to what should be really considered garden shears as double blades, like hooked double blades, like they're fucking garden shears. Have you never pruned a rose before? Yeah, they're garden shears. Countess Bathory uses garden shears. They're not... Oh, I, like oh, I need a hammer. They should yeah. get, get, give them the garden shears. It's yeah, like it's... that that can hammer, but that's not a hammer. It's not a hammer. It's not a hammer. <laughs> I don't know the whole the whole film itself. Just I, there's so many inconsistencies. Every almost everything does not make sense in this film. I don't know how it made so much money. I don't know how it got past producers who were like, "This is a good idea." Was it the Mirror Mag? I mean, a New Line Cinema film. It was not. <laughs> it was actually. It was actually Touchstone. And Spy. And Spyglass. Yeah. I knew it was Spyglass, but it's just like, it's like is it new? Is it New Line? I'll just put it out anyway. I would like to see the full video game. You just want to make any sense? I think it's unplayable. From what I've seen of it, yeah. if you've got five people in a room together playing on the same video game and sometimes it switches to first person, I don't know how you're surviving. That's a cheating game right there. No wonder everybody that'd be like playing, dies. That'd be, like that'd be like playing a side-scrolling brawler from like the early 90s, like Streets of Rage, and you're the one guy that's trying to like, left ad- behind. like trying to advance the level and like you can't because the one asshole's like into the side... That'd like probably be happening in this game. Like, if you got five people and it's on one screen instead of like split screen, it'd be like, we're trying to go forward. And, like, but you got that one guy sitting in the back, like, oh, I want to look by this tree. It's like, come on, we gotta move forward. And be like, that's right. Be like, oh, you're an asshole. You're, I, you're ruining it. I hope they release the full game at some point. Maybe it does play like a nostalgic, like Fatal Frame or Resident Evil of the time, but I've never played a Fatal Frame, so I've never played Fatal Frame. Maybe it's like Clock Tower. Clock Tower was I, a classic. I've never played Clock Tower either, but I can see how this looks and feels similar. You know, maybe it's an arcade shooter like House of the Dead or Carnival. I don't know. 
I would like to see the full game, so if anybody has it, please email it to us. Well, if it's, I say, if it's like an arcade shooter, then you'd be fucked. It'd then be a quarter. You'd, you'd die every three seconds, and you better have like 20 bucks worth of quarters on you to get through the game. Yeah, seems impossible. It would be. You, you can't beat those games. I mean, it, correct me if I'm wrong. If you're somebody, if you were like us played like at the arcade like Carnival or Area 51. If you were able to get through that entire game without like having to do a continue, then please somehow explain that to us. I don't see how that's possible because there's things that you just can't avoid. They were just that just like you literally yeah, goes to the next one. Literally you just could not avoid and it's it. An insta hit. Yeah. I mean like as I said, like I've told you before, like I'm a Mortal Kombat fan. Played all of them, love them all for the most part. But the arcade, like the arcade version, is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, as as good as I am at Mortal Kombat, like I like Mortal Kombat too. I've never even been able to defeat on arcade, like the arcade They're, difficulty, because it's because it's bullshit. Because it's literally bullshit. It's like you like round one fight, and it's like you're like okay, I'm gonna like do a jump kick. You can't do a jump kick because they instantly jump kick you back because they already knows what you're gonna do because it's a fucking quarter. It's designed to fuck you yeah, over. It's designed to take your quarter. So like where I got in the Sega Genesis, I can beat like Mortal or like SNES. I can beat Mortal Kombat too because it, like the difficulty is not arcade bullshit level. But if you're playing like the arcade port, it's like oh yeah no no yeah, exactly. No. All right, so what would you give Stay Alive out of uh, ten video game cartridges? Three out of ten. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty interesting because you don't normally give things that are like a four. This film is boring. See, like, like usually a three out of ten is like lowest, and like that I give. And for this one, it's this I would say it's up there because it's boring. This film is not interesting, even at like a eighty-six like minute film yeah. under under an hour and a half. This film feels like it's fucking t- takes forever. It's boring. The acting is god awful. The plot makes no sense. The plot's not even intriguing. The, the, nothing is likable about this film. Not even Frankie Muniz. No, actually, I would say the only one I like in this film is uh, Phineas because he's McPoyle and he plays that perfect douchebag asshole. But other than that, every, like everything else, and he it, uses my whip. Yeah, in two thousand five, he's saying like, "Oh, my whip," and it's like Ghost Rider. The whip wasn't even out yet. Head of the times. Yep, that's right. But other other than hit, like everything else, like everyone else is like just boring, bland. There's nothing interesting about this film, cinematography wise. It's very by the numbers. Not nothing about it sticks out. The soundtrack is just boring and dull. It, this film is li- literally there's not there's no reason to ever watch this film. It doesn't contribute anything. It doesn't like. There's nothing about it that is positive and that like the fact that like i said it's only like an hour and 20 minutes long and it's god awfully boring and it makes it feel like you're like watching the good and the bad and the ugly and runtime wise is is not good that's true so i yeah i think i think it would fall into like that very low tier because it's just like there is not there is no reason for me to ever go back and watch this well yeah i've seen it three times now yeah, well, it was it wasn't like as by choice. I mean, those first like that's few a waste times. of nearly five Four, hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, but uh, yeah. So I I would put that like this is a very boring film. It's uninteresting. It's not scary. <laughs> I. I think I'm gonna have to disagree and give you a four because I did have a little bit of fun laughing at it. 
some of the uh, some of the deliveries are very funny. Um, I think yeah, I think just a four because I did have a little bit of fun just making fun of it and just trying to figure out the logistics. Well, no, I mean like yeah, game. now like like talking about like yeah, it's fun to like kind of point out all the things like especially like the video game logic how it doesn't make sense, but at the same time it's like. No, uh, it's like so little thought would, had to have been put into all that. It's just it's kind of, it, it's insulting. Yeah, the script, ri- especially written by two people, and two people weren't like this doesn't make sense. It, I don't know how that happens. Like it's almost like the way like they wrote the script, especially like with, it deals with like, the video game elements. It's like almost like comical. Like it's. It's like you would see on a sitcom, like like somebody's understanding of like video games, like oh, you know, this is how that's done, and this and that and oh. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. No thought. So stay alive. It's a bad film. Stay dead. Don't yeah. Don't watch it. We decided to cover it because we kind of figured it was going to be like that. <laughs> uh, we can't do a good film every time. For sure. I know, as I was telling you, it'd be boring if like we did nothing but like this week we're gonna do Citizen Kane. Yeah, we love this film and we love that film. Which we do that every time. Which Cinemasins just send Cinema Citizen Kane. That's funny. Um It was it was funny. Check it out if you haven't watched it. Giving giving Cinemasins a plug right now. <laughs> Watch their sitting of Cinema uh, Citizen Kane. We um we're kind of moving into the Halloween season here. So what do we got for uh for next time? What do we think? Well, we've been talking about it for quite a while, mm-hmm. for over a year now. And you just got it on DVD or Blu-ray? Was it Blu-ray? Blu-ray. Would you would you like to do that? The thing? Yeah. I think I'm gonna wait on the thing until uh the first part of October because it's also part of my Halloween 15 series. So I think I'm gonna wait till the first part of October. So we got a couple weeks until then. So six. We've we've been talking the thing up for quite a while. I think we should do, and we had talked about this maybe doing it a few episodes ago. I think we should do Tenebrae, uh, the Dario Argento Giallo, which was recently released uh, by Synapse Films on Blu-ray in a single disc edition. I have the Steelbook edition, um, which is just basically has more special features on it but uh in general tenebrae is getting it's getting its release next tuesday so it would correspond very well if we did yeah. it i never like i said i never right, you've I, never seen it you don't know really, like i've never seen a gel never seen a gel so it's a perfect place for you to start not as good as suspiria but i don't want to start you off as suspiria because then you've started off watching a gel that's well, I, 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 I widely know. considered well as i said i i, I know i know i haven't seen suspiria but I do know of it because a lot of like re- like movie reviews and stuff that I've and a lot of people they talk about jails. That's like the first one. Like they're like, exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to start you off with that one because then that's like, you know, you're gonna go downhill <laughs> from there. Because I'm just saying, I I'm a huge fan of jail films, but to be honest with you, a lot of them are very messy. Um, well, that's not, it's kind of, that's like Italian directing yeah, overall. Yeah. Like, it's very, very mid like just. All yeah. over the place. It's- so I don't want to start you off with that one because that's like getting you at the top, and then you're going to go downhill. So I don't want to start you off with that. And I'm not saying like Tenebrae is is a good film. It's not a great film. 
it's not my favorite of Argento's films. It's definitely not Dracula 3D <laughs> of Argento's films, but uh, it's not one of his best. Uh, but it is a fun film, so I think maybe we might do that one for next week. Now for Hall- uh for October, are we gonna do a theme or? Oh, uh, we may do a theme. I mean, I think it would be good to do a theme. I mean, there's like I said, there's a few ideas I pitched, like the Saw films, because I've I'm like I said, I've never seen a Saw film. Yep. Um, it's a good idea. I mean, Saw was always a big part of October, and now that's coming back, as you said, it is coming back. I don't think it's gonna be in theaters this year, but I think it's next year that they're working oh. on Saw Eight. Um, I would also, I mean, maybe we won't get to it this year, but Hammer Horror, I would love to do, like, some Hammer Horror. Hammer Horror is always good. Because I, There's I, a lot to, to go through. I mean. Cherry pick. You could. Yeah, there's a lot that we could do. I mean, I love, I do love me some Hammer Horror. Yeah. I think, I mean. Lots of, get, lots of good ones that we could do. Peter Cushing, get Christopher Lee's, you're going to yeah. have yourself a good time. That's right. Uh, a lot we could do with that. I do like the Saw, um recommendation but uh we're certainly open to recommendations as well um you can send those to our email blood and black rum podcast at gmail.com do a, do later halloween do like h2o <sighs> resur- resurrection and what the, do you want to kill us in then, the then do the rob zombie ones yeah what do, you, what do you think with like uh uh h2o what do you think like jamie lee curtis was thinking when she like agreed to that i think she was thinking more so like i owe this I you know I owe this franchise a lot of my career, but I mean like John, it's like John, it's like John Carpenter's attached. Yeah, to but I, you think I, like she'd be like I still can that. I can see the love for it. I can see you know I I feel like because she wasn't so distant from her like from her uh, start in the in the career that she would say no I'm not going to do that. Which I, I actually, I prefer. I would rather see someone who, like, un, in, unlike Johnny Depp, who really does not have any interest in going back to igno- yeah, acknowledging anything to do with that, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, well, not only that, but, like, just films that he doesn't do with, like, Tim Burton now. Exactly, like, yeah. Like, if you probably mentioned Deadwood to him, you'd probably be like, not Deadwood, uh... Uh... The West, the black and white Western that I'm drawing a blank on, that's, like, the, the neo-Western. It's dead something. I don't know. I can't remember. I always, I always remember because one of the characters' names is Ben Montench. Oh, uh, named after the Heartbreaker keyboard. So, yeah. but well, I, I can just see, I can just like see like Johnny Depp overall. Like, I mean, Grant he's made a shit ton of films, but just like certain like films, he'd probably be like, oh, you know. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I would rather see them support their the things that help their their career rather than saying, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Because you'll get a lot of those that don't want to come back for interviews. They don't want to talk about it. And it's like, well, that helped kickstart your career. So It's not like that. It's, it's funny to think about, too. Because when you think about it, like, like the opposite of like Donald Pleasance. Yeah, but at the very end of his day, he's still showing up in Halloween Oh, God, films. yeah. And it's like, if, probably if he was like still alive, he'd be like, yeah, I was in Halloween 6. Yeah, it wasn't any good, but I, I did it. You know, it, yeah. it is what it is. That was and, a big thing with Christopher yeah. Lee of saying, like, you know, you got to star in a lot of shitty films to be in some good ones. It happens. I know. Like, like I said, Hammer Horror films. It's like, you know, a lot of older, like, you know, people now, if they haven't seen his films, you think exclusively probably Star Wars is his role, Count Dooku, which wasn't even that big, or and then the Lord of the Ring films. But if you think about it, it's like, he did like, like 100 films. That's right. 
Half of them Hammer Horror films. That's right. He's like one of the best Draculas. At least in my opinion. I love Mr. Dracula. So I'm going to wrap this uh, this podcast up. Uh, stay alive. Not a good film. Stay away. <laughs> um, we probably will be back next week with Tenebrae, which is Dario Argento's Giallo film, recently released on a single disc Blu-ray from Synapse Films. Um, you can always catch us on iTunes. Um, just search for us, Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Please leave us a, a nice review. Uh, that always helps us a lot. You can catch us on SoundCloud. That's where we post our uh, podcast episodes first. Uh, so follow us on there. And pretty much anywhere else that you listen, you can listen to podcasts, we're on as well. So please follow us on any of those mediums so that you can listen to all of our voices in, in their glory. Uh, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Uh, we have a website. It's Blood and Black Rum Podcast at WordPress. Or, I'm sorry. Let me start again. <laughs> Blood and Black Rum Podcast.wordpress.com. Uh, at some point, we'll get a domain for that. So, uh, But right now, I do post all of our episodes on there so you can get the updates. I post them the next day. Uh, we are also uh, on uh, like things like Stitcher, uh, Mixcloud, um, all of that stuff that you can find us on. We, uh, I'm on Twitter. You're not on Twitter, but I'm on Twitter. Uh, at Ryan, R-Y-N-E-T-M-I-A-D-W. And finally, you can always find us uh, at our email, bloodandblackrompodcast at gmail.com. Send us your film recommendations. Send us any uh, you know comments that you have about our podcast episodes. We are always checking that. And you can and post comments on our website, too. That's right. You can post comments on our website. We do check those. So uh, you know, let us know what you think. And uh, you can also donate to us. You can donate on PayPal. Uh, it's ryanpbarber at gmail.com. That helps us with our, um, you know, hosting fees and stuff like that. Um, appreciate any donations that you can do. You can donate as little or as much as you want. We're also on Patreon. And uh, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's a site where you can donate as much as you want each episode. So every time you donate... To us, it's going to come out for each episode. So we post generally about four episodes a month. So you're going to donate four times a month. So keep that in mind. You know, you may only want to donate a dollar or so for each episode. Um, But that also helps us with all of our hosting fees and all the other stuff that we do. Sometimes we buy our videos. Um, We buy a lot of beer. (laughs) So that uh, that helps us with... That'll come out of our pocket. Don't worry. At At least mine. That's right. So it helps us a lot. Um, Anyways, thank you for listening to Blood and Black Rum Podcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, But until then, please revisit all of our old episodes. And thank you for listening. Check out the old ones. They're good. They are good. Like the Suicide Squad app. (laughs) Or Mad Max Fury Road. It's one of our favorites. It's one of mine. All right. Thank you uh, for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care.